0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of You the Mother podcast by Abby Williams, a space dedicated to supporting, empowering, and connecting all parents in all seasons of parenthood. You can find more supportive content over on Instagram and TikTok at You the Mother, and be sure to check out youthemother.com, where you can reach out to work with me one-on-one or sign up for one of my group coaching sessions. In today's episode, I'm welcoming on Ahuva Hirschkop. Ahuva is a registered dietitian and burnout coach for working moms, as well as the founder of the Unapologetic Living Code. In today's episode, we talk all about ditching the mom hustle culture. I know that we all get sucked into it at times, whether it's social media and the comparison trap or just our society at large. It just seems like we are part of a hustle culture right now, and it is putting moms into burnout. We talk all about it in today's episode, Ahuva gives us some great insights and some great tools to start saying no. You can find Ahuva over on Instagram at Ahuva Hirschkop. She also has a Facebook group beyond burnout with Ahuva Hirschkop, And you can listen to her podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's the growing empowered podcast. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. And if you do, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me, and I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started in supporting you, the mother. Ahuva, welcome to You, the Mother podcast. I am so excited to be welcoming you back. You joined me previously when we were under the name Mimosas with Moms, um, and you've kind of pivoted in some of your work, I think. But tell my listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes. I know. Lots has changed since I was yes. on Mimosas with right? Yeah. Um, for both of us. And yes. So I have pivoted a little bit. I was on Moses of moms when really I was focusing on pediatric nutrition, mm-hmm. which, you know, by training, I'm a pediatric dietitian. So still always a part of my life. I also have three kids under six, so always a part of my life. But <laughs> I am now coaching uh, working moms on how to ditch the burnout that often comes with mom hustle yeah. culture and really, you know, creating a life that they love like a life that they get to enjoy now without compromising on their professional goals in the long term.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's kind of talk about, I guess, because th- I think so many women go into motherhood already established in a career. Yeah. Maybe you love your career. You want to be a working mom. Totally. And now you are bringing on this whole other job of motherhood. Yeah. And motherhood, We've like done the research. It is a job. If you're a stay-at-home mom, it's equal to two and a half full-time jobs. So you're adding that and you're working. You've got the mental load of motherhood. I kind of think like it's pretty obvious that like, duh, this leads to some kind of burnout, right? (laughs) Like A plus B (laughs) (laughs) equals a really drained mom, right? But I think that we kind of go into motherhood not really knowing what to expect until you're in it. So can we kind of like, I guess, let's start at the beginning where, okay, I want to be a working mom. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate with my career. Is there some things that we can do to fireproof while becoming a mom?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about a lot that contributes to the stress, to the mental load, to the overwhelm is the idea that We So many people still hold, and you Mm -hmm. might not even recognize that you hold it. I mean, a lot of the the work that I do is really just bringing subconscious beliefs to the forefront, right? Bringing them to the conscious level because we operate from them and we don't even understand that we do. Is this idea that we're so often presented with as as women, as mothers, of what I like to call the mutual exclusivity of excellence,
0: Mm -hmm. which
1: is you have to make a choice, right? You either get to be like this, you know... I was, I was, I don't even know if I'm allowed to swear on the podcast, but I'm sure. <laughs> um, you know, like a really great, uh, successful, like boss mom, you know, amazing career person. But mm-hmm. obviously your kids are going to suffer and you're not going to pay attention to them. They're going to be raised by a nanny and you're going to be a horrible parent. Or vice versa, you got to be the present loving mother that you want to be, but your career is going to go down the toilet. Or maybe you'll do something like you'll dabble just for your own mental health, but (laughs) you're not really going to get very far in your career, right? Right. And a lot of women don't even realize that that while they might not ascribe to that, Mm -hmm. they're operating from that place, right? And so we fall into a lot of zero-sum game thinking and yes. so you know it's every hour that you spend working on something is an hour that you've now taken away from your kids and every hour that you that you've spent with your kids is now an hour that you're taking away from from your work and so everything just adds to to that mental load and to that stress because no matter what you're doing it's always the wrong thing right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if you're working you know focusing on your work that you love in the back of your mind there's already but i'm i'm not spending that time with my kids and right. and vice versa night. And that adds right. a ton of stress, a ton of pressure, just a ton of this constant guilt that women are feeling mm-hmm. anyway. And right. so really, you know, what I work with women on in the Unapologetic Living Coach, my, my coaching program, and, you know, the one switch that I encourage parents to make as they're entering motherhood, especially if you're someone who already has an established career, yeah, is asking the question, how does what I'm doing add to my other area of my life? right? Yeah. Mine is pretty simple, right? I'm a pediatric right. like, training. I'm a pediatric dietitian and I coach burnout. I'm mm-hmm. also a mom. So I am the person that I would, in either one of those situations, yeah. I would be, and my kids would be the person that I'm, you know, that I'm, um, that I am supporting. But I had someone on my podcast yesterday, actually, that I was interviewing who worked in PR, who was writing a book about how PR principles can help parenting, right? Yeah. There's always something that you're doing in your work or you're doing because you know I'm a runner or because of my social you know my friends are the people that i that I hang out with that adds to my home life that can add mm-hmm. to my my parenting and vice versa. the things that I learn about my kids, the things that I learn in parenting. I've actually said this you know a bunch have impacted my business, have made me think differently as a business owner. And so switching from that zero-sum game thinking into how does everything that I'm doing add to other areas of my life can be such a powerful shift.
0: I, I totally agree with this, you know, because I think we do do this all-or-nothing thinking. I was with a coaching client last night, like, having the same exact conversation of the kind of the, just the very black and white, all-or-nothing. Yeah. And I think that once, like, we find some of these perspective shifts – it doesn't mean that, like, you are living in toxic positivity of, like, no. everything's so great and the struggle's not there. Um, I have no guilt ever, right? Yeah. But having those shifts of, okay, I'm feeling guilty because this week I showed up more for my career than I did my motherhood, and yeah. it doesn't feel balanced, XYZ, yeah. I have guilt. I don't yeah. know. And so I think that there's like some guilt that comes up that's like good guilt that we can lean into and say, Hey, this is good guilt that's coming up. It means I want to be more present with my children. How am I going to do that once I clock out and I get to bedtime and we're doing our snuggles and our books at nighttime? Right. And how am I going to make that chunk of time more quality time instead of quantity time? Yeah. Or, you know, and then I think that we have some not great guilt that shows up that's just like, you tell those thoughts, hey, your thoughts. Thanks for showing up, but I am a good mom and <laughs> well,
1: exactly. So I say this all the time. Like I'm running a a workshop tomorrow actually on how to have more time. Yeah. And yeah. I was I just went on, you know, my Instagram yesterday and I was saying, yeah. you know, like I started this year twenty twenty three. Um mm-hmm. I just started, you know, the coaching that I was doing in yeah. twenty I was gonna say twenty twenty one, but it was actually twenty twenty two. Yeah. And, you know, this year I started it with like new clients, a news feature, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, lots of exciting things. And my brain yesterday was like, we are behind. Everything <laughs> is horrible. You're, you're never going to achieve your 2023 goals. You're already screwed. Right. Yeah. And I went on Instagram and I was like, objectively, like the list of things that I've already done in, in January is. Is like very exciting, right? Like yeah. it's all right. great. It's nothing, nothing has gone wrong. And, and you're like, like, we're on like day seven. Exactly. It's fine.
0: Right. And like,
1: like <laughs> you're behind. These are the only yeah. meetings, the only clients, the only opportunities you're ever gonna have for all of 2023. This is it, right? And so I said, like, it's not yeah. like now that I've worked on this or I coach other women on this or you know, I've I've gotten to a certain, I hate the word like level, but you know, mm-hmm. I can manage my brain in a certain way. It's not like those thoughts don't come up. It's not like the guilt mm-hmm. doesn't come up. It's not like, you know, all of these things don't happen to me too. It's just about, okay, like, how do you respond to them? Right? You mm-hmm. never get to a point and we're never going to get to a point where you never feel guilty or you're you're not really rocking the whole you know, work-life balance thing, something's out of whack, you know, you're Mm -hmm. spending more time here and you'd really like to sort of swing the pendulum back. That's just normal life. It's just, you know, can we get to a place where I like to say it's not, you're not guided by guilt. Mm -hmm. right? I think that a lot of times we don't even realize that we're making decisions from a place of guilt. Yeah. And that it's guilt that we don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. Right. So of course, if you take a step back and you're like, Hey, I've really been working a lot. I've really been, you know, not neglecting my, my home life, but I've definitely hasn't been the focus for a while. And I feel Mm -hmm. a little bit like uncomfortable with that. And I'd like to make a shift. That's fantastic. But a lot of times what people are operating from is, is, you know, they spend more time for one day doing work stuff than at home and yeah. in the back of their mind, there's every like societal pressure being like, you're a bad mom. You shouldn't be doing this. You're screwing your kids up. And they operate yeah. from that guilt yeah. and they don't even ascribe to that. So right. that guilt really isn't something that we should be paying attention to. And yet we let it guide our decision-making.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And I kind of want to like circle back cause I love this like pendulum kind of imagery that you got going on here because I want to talk about, um, I guess, like with working moms, you know, I think that we had this like, women are working now, you know, you had that whole the women's movement, women yeah. are in the workplace, you know, equal rights. And then you had maybe our generation of mothers that were more stay at home mothers, maybe like took a step back. And now you have like this shift again, where I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of families can't afford for both parents to not be working. Yeah. You know, I think that we have a lot of financial stuff in our current generation. Yeah. Um, And a lot of women want to be working also. You know, you have women really paving the way and out earning men right now. Um, That's going on. But now have we like taken it to another place where you get into like this mom hustle culture of I have to be this top dog rockin Mm -hmm. career woman. And I also have to be this amazing mother and I have to be the best in both buckets. And that's not achievable. And so now we just have these unrealistic expectations on, I think, like this generation of mothers.
1: Totally. Totally. I think that there is the element of, you know, I talk a lot about definitions, right? Right. One of the things that I encourage women to do is to really define, like, be able to define freely for themselves who they want to be. And even, as I said, you know, bringing definitions that we don't know that we hold to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that happens is if you look back at the 1950s, how you achieve excellence as a man is incredibly clear. There's a very, and obviously, you know, we don't need to agree with those, but there's a very clear set of rules. And if you were, you know, as a woman, there's a very clear set of rules. And I think what we've done in our generation is really just say to women, here, take both buckets. Like you want (laughs) to do it all, take it all. Right. And so women are, and so, you know, we're juggling all of these all of these balls, all of the time, and then you go on yeah. social media, and somebody is like now making, you know, like like is like bringing their child home for lunch so they can have a home cooked meal every single day, and you're like, shoot, am I supposed to do that? And you <laughs> grab that ball, right? And so we're juggling all of these balls, and we've never established, you know, which ones are glass
0: Hours. and are plastic,
1: <laughs> and which ones we yep. shouldn't even be holding to begin with, right? Yeah. and so it's yeah. not even like glass and plastic. It's like holding atomic bombs right, right? and everything is an atomic bomb. And so, right. you know, we're really, we really are like, there's this hustle culture where not only do you have to be top of your game professionally, yeah. but also you have to be the, the class mom and the one who's willing to yes. drive and the one who never has laundry, like sitting in a pile upstairs mm-hmm. in their house and whose house looks perfect all the time. And basically it's, Do it all, never stop moving, but also don't complain because you're really just achieving the basics. And I think that's where the challenge really comes in is that all of these things that are hustling to the nth degree, we've now presented to women as you're just doing the bare minimum. Yeah.
0: Uh you know, I love that, like, we've made, like, this shift, right, that, like, women can do it all, women yeah. can have it all, you can go do whatever you want to do. Um, you know, obviously, like, glad that we've progressed from the yeah. 1950s. Totally. But you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, it would have been, it would be so nice to just have this clear set of rules that, like, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is how you achieve, achieve, like, the perfect life, right? right? And, like, that's what you have to do. <sighs> Because now like I do, like we just have so much options, Yeah. but there's so much room for comparison because we do have this whole social media thing. We've got, you know, the moms at school, the moms on the sports teams, the moms on social media, your friends, you know, like you've got all these different pockets to pull from. And I really liked like kind of the juggling the ball Um scenario because I think, you know, the balls that I think are valuable Mm -hmm. or that I want to be doing are going to be different than the ones that you're going to have. Totally. And that should be beautiful. Yeah. But I don't think that that's how we're looking at it.
1: I think that we, one of the biggest things, and you know, again, you'll hear me say definitions, 10 million times, because our brain, what we have to remember is our brains love black and white thinking. Right. Yeah. Our brains love right and wrong. That's what they yeah. want. And so if you haven't defined for yourself who mm-hmm. you are, what your values are, how you mm-hmm. want to be operating from, right? What's important to you? Do you want to make the cupcakes for your kids' birthday or do you want to go to the to the supermarket and pick up the store-bought cupcakes? Right. Right. Um, or do you like, do you want to have your house clean every night? Cause that's important to you. Or do you want to try and run a fortune 500 company? Or do you want to be a stay at home mom? Right? Like mm-hmm. if you haven't defined that. That means that any time that somebody else has a clear definition, right? You, right. your brain is going to cling onto that. Right. Yeah. And so anytime someone sits in judgment of you or offers you something different, your brain is going to go, well, they're right because they have a clear definition, and the yeah. crazy part is, is that it's often the people who are most insecure in their choices mm-hmm. who are going to shove their choices down your throat because they need, right. like they're so insecure that they have to validate themselves by telling you that, that they're right. 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 And so they're presenting something they might not even believe in. And your brain is like, well, we don't got anything. So we're going to take that yeah. one. And yeah. everyone just sort of, you know, did, like has this, this weird mix of values that we're all just like throwing into a pot and everyone is taking.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that the only thing that I would add to, cause I do, I think that you definitely need to have like your clear definition of what's important to you. Yeah. I think that the only thing that I would add to that is also it's okay if it changes. Oh yes. Right. You know, I think that I've gone through different seasons. I know you have as well. Yeah. Um, of, I wanted, I was in school when I became a mother, I'm like on the grind, I'm going to get my bachelor's, I go back, I get my master's, you know, all while parenting. Um, And like, I was just on this like road of you are going to, and this is like the end game, right? And so I did all of that. And then I was pregnant with baby number three, like right after I graduated grad school, got my licensure. And now I'm like, actually, I don't want to work right now. Yeah. And I felt like so judgment for myself or what are people going to think? Yeah. Like quitting my full-time job. Yeah. Of like, you just spent all this time in school and now you're going to go be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And I just like, I felt like I had to explain myself like, oh, it's just going to be for a little bit. And it did only end up being for a little bit, but that's not how I was going into it. Totally. I wanted to – stay home with my babies. I had yeah. two babies under the age of 2. I had a third grader and I just like I felt like I was missing it and I just wanted to be home with them. Like my yeah. soul was just being called to be there.
1: Yeah. But
0: I felt like I had to say things like, "Oh, just like two under 2 just seems like a lot." I'm just like for a little bit. And like you don't have to say that. Totally. You're allowed to just say, "No, I need to like pause. I want to be home with my babies. This is what I'm prioritizing right now." And then I don't know that baby number three was maybe 10 months old. And I was like, I need a little something. Yeah. So I went back very part time. Um, and I, so I think that like my point is, is that it's okay to def- make your definitions to define them and be solid at them. Don't like, ex- you don't have to explain yourself to anybody yeah. and it's okay for it to work until it doesn't. Right. Definitely. It's okay to shift and say, Okay, I want to be the stay-at-home mom. Now I don't, now I do. Now okay. I don't. you know like there are no rules anymore. Yeah. You are allowed to pick these things that work for you and your family and that you and your family value and it doesn't
1: have to make sense to anybody else. Totally. I think that that's like that that need for explanation yeah is so harmful because right. you know like there are, there are a million different ways to yeah. have a successful family, to have a successful career, to do meaningful work, to like, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And the idea that no matter what, I think that it's, it's so interesting because, you know, you do you deciding to stay home. Right. Yeah. I went back to work. I mean, granted, like my son was with me when he was home, but I went back to work yeah. six days after having my third baby. Yeah. Because I was running my nutrition practice, which, okay, fine. I, it ended up evolving into this because I burnt myself out going back after six days. Um, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Don't recommend Yeah, I don't recommend it. But if you were someone who wanted to go back like six after and you were like, nope, I I run a business. I want to go back. Like, this is what I'm called to do. I think the problem is, is that no matter what the choice is that that women are making, they feel Mm -hmm. the need to explain because it's always the wrong one. Someone's always going to judge you. Someone's always going to say like, well, you're giving up after you just did so much school. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. You're leaving your babies after you just had them and they're six weeks old, right? Right. And so that's really where it is. Like, It's this need for explanation that so many people feel like other people are owed, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have Mm -hmm. to explain. People are owed an explanation when you make this weird choice. And in reality, nobody's owed an explanation. And it is. It's okay if... For your first baby, maybe you stayed home for, you know, two years after they were born. And for your mm-hmm. third baby, you decided to go back.
0: You're like, I'm out of here. This is totally. too many kids. You're like, it's easier to go
1: to work. Actually, we will see it later. But, but exactly that, right? People also yeah. are like, well, I made this choice once. I said this thing once. And mm-hmm. there's a, probably a lot of things that I did at 18 that I wouldn't right. do in my 30s. Right. Why do I right. not, you know, why do I not give flexibility for myself? just because i'm still in my parenting journey right why is there not as much flexibility for you to be able to evolve for you to be able to think differently and to even recognize like you're a different person and parent at different points in your life you're a different yeah. business owner or employee and your kids are different at different points in your life and exactly like values need to shift
0: Yeah, they do. And I I think that it's also important to like not be looking back and like judging yourself, you know, like you kind of say, oh, I went back too soon and then I burnt myself out. Right. But I think that like we make the choices with the information that we have at the time or what is working at the time, you know, and, you know, sometimes the wheels fall off and we have to shift and sometimes it's like great and you're thriving and doing wonderfully, you know.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's just an always evolve. Um. So, Ahuva, I want to talk about, I guess, like ditching the mom hustle culture, what that means, and yeah. how when we find ourselves feeling burnout, how we can like dig ourselves out
1: of that. Totally. And yeah, I think mom <laughs> hustle culture is.
0: It's, it's a, a big lot. thing,
1: especially for people who are also professional, you know, moms. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times you're caught in the actual hustle culture, right? Mm-hmm. How many hours are you putting in, burning the midnight oil, you know, working until you drop all of the like that aspect professionally? And yeah. at home, we've introduced that to moms also. It's like You know, you screen time, you're a horrible parent. Like you should be Mm -hmm. always doing like Montessori block building and explore, you know, science with your two-year-old all the time. And it is, it's like, you should be on a hundred percent of the time and also never complain about it. Right. Yeah. You need to be the mom who's sending the bento box style lunches to to your school. You also need to always be available But also you shouldn't let yourself go. Like you should also look a certain way and you should get dressed every day and your hair should be perfect and your, this should be like, you shouldn't look like you have kids, but also you should always be focusing on your kids all the time and never on yourself. Right.
0: It's exhausting. It's exhausting.
1: (laughs) And so, you know, so many women are like feeling burnout. And number one thing that I would say to women is your brain is going to want to tell you that it's just your fault. Mm -hmm. right is we're so preconditioned to well I must be doing something wrong I must Mm -hmm. just like not know how to do it everybody else seems totally fine and I'm just the only one you know you're scrolling everybody else's social media feeds they don't seem like they're you know burning out or they're having a problem and so really recognizing like it's not really it's not just your fault it's actually just how we condition women Mm -hmm. right I always say like we we put women in like a speeding car on the way to burnout. And then when they crash, we're like, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't don't know how
0: that happened. happened. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. And so the three things that I really coach women on, on how they, how they end up showing up and burning us out is number one, people pleasing, right. Continuously putting everybody else's needs above our own. And again, you know, there are seasons where when you're taking care of a newborn and you know, and like you have other young kids and, 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 Sometimes, yes, we do end up continuously putting other people's needs above our own because, like, mm-hmm. an infant has no ability to meet their own needs. But also, what more happens is then we allow other people's wants to come before our needs. Yeah. Right. So if like your child wants home, you know, homemade cupcakes for their birthday, as opposed to store-bought cupcakes, and you're like, I also haven't slept in three days. You're like, well, I guess I need to stay up and make the cupcakes. I guess like the the fact that they want that goes above my one need. And so Mm -hmm. really taking a step back and starting to ask the question and clarify what are wants and what are needs, Mm -hmm. right? I deal with this, you know, in in my nutrition practice as well, when parents sometimes of picky eaters are like, but they have to eat, Right. right? And I'm like, yes, calories are a basic human need, right? your exact favorite meal all the time, exactly on the plate that you want to be eating it in the way that you want to be served is not a human need. That's a human want. Yeah. Right. And just starting to really take that step back and be like, where am I meeting needs? And where am I so far into want category that I can't even tell that I'm there Mm -hmm. Um, is, is a great place for people who are feeling burned out to start you know really um getting back from that burnout and the second thing is just asking yourself why you're doing certain things yeah right um we don't celebrate christmas i'm jewish but uh, i've been watching like all of the decorations and people putting up their decorations and then seeing people take down their decorations and take down their trees and deal with the with the like little bristles and everything that are everywhere and <laughs> putting away the Christmas lights. And I'm like, dear Lord. You're like, thank God I'm a Jew. <laughs> I've never been happier. Thank God, God Jew I'm Jewish. My entire life. <laughs> um, but, no, you know, this is, I always say that I'm so happy to be Jewish because there's so yeah. much to believe and like, so many stories he was Easter bunny, Santa Claus. It's all a lot. Thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Elf on the shelf. I'm like, honestly, like, I'll take Sabbath anyway. Like, yeah. none of
0: it is like, you know, the Christian or Catholic yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's like so bonkers.
1: But if it makes you <laughs> we happy,
0: just have so much commercial on top of. Yeah.
1: yeah. If it makes <laughs> you like so full of joy for the holiday season to have seven right. different trees that you spend seven hours, you know, right. Um, like doing. For, for your family, like, then by all means. But the mistake that a lot of women are making is mm-hmm. saying, but I'm doing it for my kids, right? I'm doing this for my I kids. I get,
0: like, I get sucked into the how many, like, Christmas things are we doing? Yeah. It's not really, like, my, like, decorating that goes overboard. It's, like oh my gosh, we got to go see the drive through lights. We got to go yeah. have breakfast with Santa. We got to go to this like yeah. Christmas show. We got to go to this Christmas thing. This is like every weekend. My husband's like, how many flipping things? It's yeah on the calendar. Yeah. This is it's like nuts. it's November. We haven't even started <laughs> Christmas. This is nuts. Yeah. But yeah. we do do that, right? Totally. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, when we think like, oh, but I'm doing it for my kids or I'm doing it for mm-hmm. my mother, sometimes, yes. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we're doing it because it allows us to hold on to this definition that we feel like we have to of who we are as a mother, right? A good mother would take their kids to 17 activities or have seven trees or have. And so, you know, we end up feeling burnt out and resentful because we're doing all of these things and we're like, but I'm doing it for my kids and your kids don't care because actually you're doing it for you so that you can maintain a definition of who you think that you are or are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just ends up miserable. Yeah. So really starting to clarify what's a want and what's a need and who mm-hmm. you're doing things for. And if you're doing it to maintain, you know, a definition of yourself that you that you maybe want to eventually let go of, but right now it still makes you right. feel good. That's okay. It's just learning how to be honest with yourself without mm-hmm. making yourself feel guilty. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Does it feel like one more thing on the to do list?
1: (laughs) To do the work?
0: (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like that there's the mental load of the mental load. You know what I mean? Totally. Or like the mental load of like preventing burnout or like all the things that you should be doing, the mental load of self care. Yeah. So, how do we kind of like, I guess, like shift the perspective or shift the, okay we
1: need to be like fireproofing. I'm, our literally, life, right? I'm literally cracking up with this question because for sure, one of the things that I like is in one of the first modules mm-hmm. of the Unapologetic mm-hmm. Living Code. It's a 12-week yes. program. There's 12 yeah. modules. And I'm like, let's just establish this is not another thing to be a perfectionist about. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. there is there is 12 weeks worth of content in this program. If you mm-hmm. do all of it, If you do none of it, if you find one video that speaks to you and you're like, I'm going to watch this a hundred times, because for sure, especially when I fell into the self development space, when I was like, okay, I have like some stuff that I want to work on. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's, and, and so many of my colleagues like find the same thing is like, you just become a perfectionist at fixing yourself. Yeah. You're like, I will just do this perfectly. And people say that it takes time, like it takes years and it's taken. I'm like, forget that. I'll do it in a day. Let me show you. This is,
0: this is me too. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and so that's where a lot of, I mean, I work with high achievers for a reason, mm-hmm. but also because my brain works in the same way. And I'm like, you're yeah. going to try and do this perfectly. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? It's why I went on social media yeah. yesterday and I was like, I still have these thoughts. I still, my brain still wants to do it. Like there is no point in which we're like, I am a perfect human vessel. Nothing will touch me. I will never get offended. No one will ever trigger me. Like it's going to be perfect. Right. Right. It's a work in progress. And one of the most freeing things that I think that I ever discovered and that I tell my clients is oftentimes we learn in retrospect first, first. And nope. better than we can learn prospectively. right? So don't right. try so hard to fix it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Try to just practice reflection without judgment, right? So I just talk a lot about curiosity. Mm-hmm. So if you do the same thing a hundred times, and then you're like, maybe I should be more mindful of this. And then you do it a hundred and first time, just take 30 seconds to be like, that's interesting that I did that again. Why, yeah. like, why do I think maybe that I did that again when I was so clear that I was not going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so for sure, perfectionism, like trying to be a high achiever with this work as well is a real thing that happens very often to the clients who start working with me. So, like, I know it's probably, <laughs> I'm going to do it in the day, it's going to be perfect, it's going and I'm never going to be burnt out again. Never. Like, and never. I'm never, never going to be like out of balance. I'm always going to be my, my, I'm totally aligned and in, in my zen and in my, you know, just totally like letting feelings wash over me. And you're like, oh, yeah. cool. Oh, cool. Cool. It's the same, it's the same way that it I said, sounds I'm going to go, like, my kids again. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Um and so you know it's really- I wish it was
0: like that. I wish I that there was like a cure for like never being burned out or not like on the struggle bus to be yeah. able to balance both work and home life, you know like I wish that there was like some magical formula. I just think it's always changing and like we're always like I don't know. You got to keep showing up and like reevaluating. Yeah. But I also
1: (laughs) think that the problem is, is that we think there's an end goal, right? We think that there's, and so when you do something, when your kids are, you know, like screaming and ungrateful for the, for the this that you bought them and you went to Disney world and they still don't appreciate it (laughs) and you lose it. Yeah. You think that like you've you've ended up at some end goal. Mm -hmm. And so like, Oh, well you messed it up at the end goal. Whereas if you see it as like, I'm still in the process of being a human. Um, Is And, you know, this this podcast episode that I recorded yesterday, she had said, you know, she started writing this book because her daughter, who's a grown person, said to her, you know, you made a lot of mistakes, but you were a great mom. Yeah. Right? And I said, like, I love that. I love the idea of, like, recognizing that being a great mom, being a great, like, entrepreneur, being a great person – Doesn't mean never making mistakes. It's not ever about becoming perfect and it all, the stars all aligning. It's just, you know, how do you model that for your kids then? How do you show up Mm -hmm. better the next time? How do you reflect on yourself without judgment for yourself so that Mm -hmm. like maybe you don't have to feel horrible at the end of every single day? I totally agree.
0: Ahuva, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I think whether you're a working mom or a stay at home mom, we all get wrapped up in this like hustle mom culture. Totally. um, And so I just think like this is such an important topic, such an important conversation. So thank you for joining me. Tell me, listeners where they can find you.
1: So I hang out lots on Instagram. My handle okay. is Ahuva Hershkop. So it's A-H-U-V-A. Hershkop is H-E-R-S-H-K-O-P. And mm-hmm. I run a free Facebook community called Beyond Burnout with Ahuva Hershkop where we talk all things mom hustle culture, how to step out of the perfectionism and the people-pleasing and the pressures from society, family, and ourselves that keep us stuck in burnout. Mm-hmm.
0: I will be linking all of those in the description of this podcast. Ahuva, thank you again for coming back and joining me. It is always so wonderful speaking with you, and thank you for helping us support you, the mother.